Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, December 7, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a lot of stuff. In fact, we're going to talk more detail about the possible December schematic unfolding before our eyes. We're going to use some turn dates that are coming up as benchmarks for whether the market is doing the thing or not. So we're going to unpack that a little bit later. So stay tuned. Keep your shorts on. First, let's see what's jumping off the page on the daily chart. Let's go back to yesterday and remind ourselves of where we closed the day. 393.83 against a 393.48. That is the Jerry's low, the Jerry or breakup candle low, 393.48. Now, today, all of a sudden, and you can see we had a very narrow ranging day. They closed below that number. So that's interesting in and of itself, the fact that They fought it and closed above it yesterday and didn't really bounce today. They weren't able to muster a rally from the concept of they held the low. Therefore, rather than breaking the low and having another leg down, they held the low, so let's rally. Well, that didn't happen. Not to say it can't tomorrow, but think about what happened here. They made a choice to close below the low. Now, obviously, we have to consider trick and company. Who's that? Well, that's the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. Their job is to make as many traders and investors feel like fools as much of the time as possible. So closing a few pennies below and then ripping the market back up in the other direction would be the function of the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. And that certainly can happen. But we go with the information, evidence, and clues that the market leaves behind in real time. We don't go with what might happen, we go with what is happening. So what did happen today, what is happening is they did close below that number. So we're gonna look at it and say, well, all in all, that should be a bearish scenario. We're aware of the trick concept, but all in all, under normal garden variety market conditions, that's gonna be a bearish signal for lower prices, period. But wait. There's more. There's always more. So check this out. Last night, we talked about the fact that we have a full moon tonight on the 7th. So now the market just traded down into a full moon. Do we get a reversal out of that full moon starting tomorrow or not? So there's a little caveat, but they did close below. So it's either trick and company and they're gonna catapult up on the full moon slash tinfoil hat event scenario. Now, just as a disclaimer, we don't use these events to trade from. We don't assume they're gonna work all the time. They work sometimes, we're aware of them. It's one of many tools in the tool belt. This one shines silver. Now, let's take it a step further. I talked about a December schematic type of situation So let's get into that a little bit. So here's what I'm thinking. And thinking is T-I-N-K-I-N, thinking. What I'm thinking is if the market doesn't reverse on the tinfoil hat event tonight, and let's say 
because of the closing below the breakup candle low, 393.48, they send the market down. Let's say they send the market down into next week. So here's what I'm thinking. We have a lot of stuff going on next week. This is all short-term stuff. Remember, the larger thing is we're in a bounce and a downtrend. But also, we get bounces. Every move down is followed by another move up. Whether we make higher highs and lower highs or lower lows and all that stuff, that's a different story. I'm just saying we're looking for bounces. We're looking for sell-offs. We're looking for support. We're looking for resistance. So think in terms of shorter term, not the bigger picture of this all is a bounce in a downtrend anyway. Just think of it like this. Again, let's say we don't get the bounce out of the tinfoil hat thing and the market goes lower. A lot of stuff happening next week, like we have the FOMC or Kabuki Theater, Tuesday meeting culminating Wednesday afternoon. We have quadruple witching options expiration week. This is regular way options expiration and also quad witching, which means a lot of weird stuff can go on. They can whip stuff around. I'm sure we've got some additional economic data like CPI or... PPI or ABC or XYZ. So what I'm saying is we have a mid-month important time frame where the market can turn. So here's the thing. If, and it's a big if, but if the market trades down for a few more days, we're going to be looking for a turn and a trade back up. And from what number, we'll talk about it later. It will be part of the lazy swing trader I'll also be mentioning it inside the numbers. We'll be trading it from a day trading perspective. We'll be trading it from a swing trading perspective. So I'm going on record with the schematic, the potential schematic. By the way, we have one other thing where also weird stuff happens. What is that thing? Well, the futures, what's called the roll. The roll is we're trading currently the DEECE expiration or futures contract. That's December. If you want to be cool and part of the pit crew, you have to call it DEECE. We're rolling to March. We will soon be trading the March 2023 expiration contract. This is the March expiration ES contract, the S&P futures. Now, check this out. Now, I didn't even realize this until I just brought up the chart. So the current price of the futures contract is 39.65 that's at the 415 close today this is your december or dece 2022 contract 39.34 39.65 on close against 39.34 now what's odd about that there's a 30 point spread or delta between the current contract and the next contract it's at a higher price now we don't know which way the market's going to go. We're going to figure it out along the way using the information we have. Well, guess what? I'm now using this information as a piece of the puzzle. I'm putting it on a sticky note. It's now a short-term tool in the tool belt. Why is that? Because the next contract expiring in March that we're going to begin trading this month is 30 points greater than the current contract We don't know what's going to happen, but at least from an investigative standpoint, that's somewhat bullish. 
Does that mean we're going to get a Santa Claus rally, the seasonality thing kicking in later in December? Maybe. Well, why do I bring that up? Because if the market trades down into mid-month, which can be a turning point, and it is a turning point at an important place, it's going to be worth a trade back up, and we may get, and I emphasize may get, but we may get somewhat of a whopper out of it with a manufactured Christmas rally. Let's see what was going on inside the numbers. We had a narrow ranging day, but let's see if the numbers were correct and if we were able to utilize them because they were correct. Meaning, did anybody make money using the numbers? Let's find out. It's hump day and another bearish flaggish pattern created by the overnight crew. Let's cut right to the HH. And that was, by the way, That was in the futures, the ES, and that was the Dees-Ember contract. But what we want to do here is keep it simple. It's still about the breakup candle low slash Jerry's low, 393.48. So right out of the gate, zero dark 30, we're talking about 393.48. If price is below, the door is open for 390, give or take. This is big picture stuff at zero dark 30. We narrow it down as the day gets underway, but this is kind of prize-related stuff. In other words, if they're going to flush the tape, you need to know the market early just in case they start melting it away. It's all in the spirit of being prepared. We can start to have a rescue operation if price gets above 393.85 for starters. Then the door opens for a couple of other numbers where they hit one, came up short of the other. Now, when they come up short of a number, it's kind of like a tell. And we'll get to that a little bit later. Let's see what else we have. Remember, the inside the numbers will not be open on Friday. The live room will be operational. Here's the way this thing shakes out for now. 393.50 is the pivot for now. Below keeps the door open for 392 and likely a spike of it. Below, we have some other stuff and we don't need that right now. I just want to show you what happened early in the morning. Let me scroll up a little bit. And of course, pause the video, read the notes, go back and double check the work. So at 9.21, before the opening bell, for the record, I'm a buyer at one or more of the lower numbers if they drop the tape, meaning I'm expecting a bounce, at least for a trade, a scalp with potential. That's the way they start. So we're using a couple of numbers as benchmarks. We have a pivot, 393.50. If they get through to the upside, we've got some other stuff. If they can't get through to the upside, they're going to come down and they're going to spike and test. 392. So what I'm saying early in the morning is traders can short 393.50. That's the pivot. The actual number is 48. That's the breakup candle low. If they start pushing above, closing candles above, there's higher numbers. There's going to be another leg higher. But wait, there's more. 931. They did the thing where they come up one penny short and pull back. That's why we say here, give or take, because sometimes they do that. We talk about it all the time. Sometimes they come up short on the first run. Sometimes they spike them through. Sometimes they hit a bullseye. We think better in pictures, right at the vertical is today's activity. But for this one, we have to go to a one minute chart. It's a little ridiculous, but this is what we have to do. So here it is. They open the day at 392.90. They go down to a low of 392.58. So they don't get to my 392, but they get to, and watch this one, 393. 47, one penny short of the 393.48, and within the next minute, they were already at a low of 393.10, so that's a pullback, that's a scalp, now we're not looking for three points, we're looking for more than three points, 
But when they do that and they come up one penny short, you have to be aware that in the early morning, during the morning rush, that can affect that short trade. Jordan was in tune with this in the room. I heard him talking about it. All right, let's move on and let's see what else we have because there is something else. So here I'm already saying traders trying to take another bite at the apple as they went back up to that same spot. 393.50 need to be aware now they're probably going to spike it. Now I had the objective today for the bulls at 396 give or take. They almost got there. They came up short and when they do that one of two things is the first thing that enters your mind. Either they'll be back later and they're probably going to go higher because it wasn't the actual destination maybe a stopping point but they have intention of actually going higher or the market's so weak they couldn't get there and they're going to fall apart. Well it was the market so weak that they fell apart thing, at least know what the story is. And as the story begins to unfold, you have a beat on what's actually happening. You're not sitting there in the dark. Now, pay attention to this, 947. Below 393.50 on candle closes as they come back down. And the spike of 392 is on the table. What am I saying a few minutes later? A spike of 392 is on the table. There will likely be a bull bear battle down there. Said it twice in about five minutes, you get the point. How you doing? Below 393.50, 392 is on the table. A spike of 392, they spiked it by exactly three pennies and they ripped it back up in the other direction. And this is where they came up short. The high was 395.64, they came up quite a bit short of the actual target and it turned out to be real weakness. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. The rest of the day was a chop shop formation, a little bit of back and forth. There's information in here that you can use to your advantage, but you wanna take this information and learn from it each and every day. Learning is a compounding exercise you get better with time. Stocks on the move today. We only had three on the board early in the morning. The only one that hit its number was OLLI, so we'll take a look at that. The other two are off the board. There are no trades. Five-minute chart of OLLI, 48.19 was the first number. They came close and bounced away. They did a little bit of a Macarena in front of the number, so we don't want that number anymore. It's off the board. It's a no trade. The second number is technically activated. I don't know who's taking it late in the afternoon. I'm certainly not. We want the stuff in the morning. They didn't come into it in the manner in which, but as you can see here, the second number still worked anyway, which goes to show you that the numbers work. And also the strategies and how we use the numbers work. We want them to come into them in the manner in which we want, which increases our odds on having a successful trade. It's not just about the numbers, it's also about the how. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, while they didn't make a new low today, remember, they're ahead of the game in terms of against and compared to and contrasted with the SPY. They closed below the low of their Jerry's candle yesterday. That's a shot across the bow, it's a warning signal, it's a flare up in the air, it's the SOS. We talked about it yesterday. This is a reiteration. By the way, you might want to put this on a sticky note. They start breaking below 177, close daily below 177. The door is going to open 
for about 169, give or take, not all in one bite, but the door will ultimately open for numbers like that, and that doesn't have to be the end of a decline, but that would be a target. What's going on down at the transportation department? My second favorite market leading indicator, a number one canary in the coal mine. Again, didn't make a new low today, but was not able to get off the mat, so there's something pulling the market lower. Are they going to turn overnight on the tinfoil hat event? It's possible. It's an awareness at best. However, they couldn't get off the mat. It was a down day, severely in percentage terms, more than the S&P. S&P was down a couple of tenths of 1%. This was down almost 1%. So on a relative basis, it was down a lot as compared to the S&P. Canary in the coal mine. That's why we watch this stuff. Now we've got a little bit of a divergence on our hands all of a sudden. The Q people. So look what they did today. So we're focused on Jerry's candle because it's really the closest thing we have that is the most important thing that we have. Closest and most important, that's what draws you to the number. So here, the low is 279.97, all right? So they spiked it today. The low today was 278.78, and they closed back above Jerry's low. Is this a tell for a turn on tinfoil hat stuff? I don't know, but we're going to find out tomorrow. Divergence from the Q people. The XLF, the financials, again, couldn't get off the mat. Finish near the lows. Same routine as everything except the Qs. They're weak. They're being pulled down. And unless there's a quick turnaround, there is another leg lower coming, such as an acceleration to the downside. Look where the financials are in relation to Jerry's candle. I don't remember whether we talked about this last night or not, but here it is. The low is 35.14. They closed below it on the 5th. They closed below it yesterday, and they closed below it today. Pretty interesting stuff. Remember what we say. If there's nothing wrong with the financials, the rest of the market's not going to fall apart. But if the financials are rolling over, then things change. It's another canary-ish type of thing. Weekly chart, and you could do this. Take this low, 33.80. Close the week on Friday below that low, and look out below. And then we have Smash Mouth, another divergence, a positive divergence like the Qs. So here it is, Jerry's low, the low is 214.43. Yesterday, the low was 214.55. We looked at this one yesterday. Today's low, they spiked the low and they closed back above it just like the Qs did. So until it's not, this is a pullback pattern for another catapult higher on the tinfoil hat turn, maybe. This is awareness stuff. We have divergences. You have to look at everything. One of these markets is the tell. Is it the financials on the way down? Is it the S&P giving up Jerry's low today? Is it the Qs and the SMH with a positive divergence and the tinfoil hat turn coming? We don't know exactly what it is. That's what makes this stuff so hard. You make cases... You throw out the stuff that doesn't make any sense. You give more weight to the stuff that makes more sense. And you use as many of the tools in your tool belt as you can find. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.